Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Praise God, the Lord is here. Amen. He is faithful. Even when we're unfaithful, he's faithful. Amen. Even when we seemingly don't deserve it, how many know he's still faithful? Amen. The word of the Lord tells us that his mercies are renewed every morning. Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. His compassions fail not. Amen. It is his mercy that we are not consumed. Somebody say amen. The fact that we're standing here today in the house of the Lord, feeling God's presence, means that we're living in his mercy. Amen. And if your heart's not right with the Lord today, you have an opportunity to make things right with the master. Amen. We're not, uh, we're not promised tomorrow. Amen. The word of the Lord declares today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Look at your neighbor and bump them and say now. Amen. Don't wait till tomorrow what you can do today. Amen. Now is the accepted time. Today, I wasn't here for the opening of the service, uh, but I appreciate that I was here, but I wasn't in the room. Um, How many know we need to live in today? Amen. That's a word from the Lord. Turn around and bump fists with somebody and tell them, I'm glad you're in church with me today. Great to see all the visitors with us this morning. Amen. Why don't we welcome them? Amen. We're glad that you're here with us uh, to worship with us today. I pray that you're blessed abundantly uh, by the presence of God and by the word of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. It's good to see my mom and my niece, Danny and Kevin. Uh, Dalton with us today. We're glad that you're here. Why don't we welcome them? It's good to see Ryan uh, Markley with us today. Glad that you're here. Amen. Haven't seen him for a while. Glad you're here. Praise God. Amen. God is so good to us. I'm so thankful for the Lord. Man, sometimes, you know, it's it's not bad to reminisce, you know, as Matt was talking about, to go look back on where you've been and how far you've come. Amen. How many know there's times that we need to think about? Uh, I might not be where I want to be or where I think I should be. I may not have reached uh, my full potential yet, but man, look how far I've come. 
Amen. It builds confidence to know, man, I'm, I might not be totally healed, but man, I'm not that basket case I used to be. Amen. Come on. I'm not that broken person that I used to be. I got a lot of wounds that have been healed. Amen. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. <laughs> How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. It really ought to be a sign upon my heart. Don't judge it yet. There's an unfinished part. But I'll be perfect just according to his plan. Crafted by the master's loving hand. Amen. That's how I feel this morning. He's still working on me. If that's you this morning, why don't you lift your hands and thank the Lord for his mercy, for his grace, for his undying love for us. He never gives up. He never lets go. He's there. He's faithful. He's as close as the mention of his name. In Jesus' name. I already feel like I've been in church. Amen. I know you're standing. Uh, let's go to the book of... Luke 10. Now, I'm going to do something I don't typically do. There's, um, I couldn't get away from this story this week. It's the same story uh, that I talked about last week. Um, I couldn't get away from it. Um, I believe that there's people uh, that need to hear what the Lord has spoken to me today. Um, I'm not going to preach the same message but I'm going to use the same story. Okay, is that okay? How many know that we can use the same story and preach a lot of different messages? Amen. Uh, Luke 10 and verse 30. And then why don't we get Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. And about halfway through this story, I'm going to stop and I'm going to read Ecclesiastes 12 and 13, just the first part of that, and then I'm going to continue, okay? If you have it, say amen. And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Somebody say half dead. He's not dead yet. He's half dead. Somebody say amen. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Okay, let's stop right there. 
all right? Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. I'm just going to read the first statement in that verse. Read it with me aloud. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Amen. Don't judge the book after you've read halfway. Because the man was half dead. Come on, somebody. He's not all the way dead. He's half dead. Amen. Now let's pick up where we left off. Somebody say, tell me the rest of the story. Tell me the rest of the story. Say it again. Look at your neighbor and say, tell me the rest of the story. <laughs> but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast. How many know the oil and the wine are the ingredients for healing? Amen. We talked about that last week. If you weren't here, go back and watch that um, 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 Facebook Live or we have a podcast now. It's uh, if Apple Podcast. If you type in Anchor uh, Church of Cambridge, It'll come up. Click on it. It has all of our uh, sermons uh, are listed on there. You can get on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud too. I'm giving a plug in the middle of reading my text. But you can go back if you're working and you can put earbuds in and listen to it while you're working. You can do it on the podcast. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Sister Tori. Why don't we give her a hand? pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Somebody say he took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Not only did he position him for total and complete healing, he, he gave him, uh, he, he, he tended to his wounds initially, picked him up, put him on his beast, and took him to a safe place, amen, where he could get total and complete healing and restoration and made provision for his total healing. Because how many know sometimes it don't happen overnight? It's a process. Sometimes deliverance don't happen instantly or immediately. It's a process of time through the Lord tending our wounds, taking us to a safe place, making provision for our future. How many know that when he made provision for him, it wasn't just for that day. It was for his future. <laughs> Man, I feel the Lord. I'm going to preach to you this morning on this subject. Tell me the rest of the story. Amen. Tell me the rest of the story. Why don't we lay our Bibles down, lift our hands to the Lord one, one more time. We just ask the Lord to speak to us. 
God sees exactly where you're at this morning. Open your heart. The Bible says to lift your heart with your hands. Amen. God, my heart is open to you this morning. I need what you have, God. I open myself up to you and to your word, Lord. I pray that you would say what needs to be said. God, do what needs to be done, Lord. Minister to every need in the building. I pray that you would move in whatever capacity necessary to bring your will to pass. I pray, God, that you would loose the faith required for us to receive all that you have purposed to do in our lives and in our futures. And we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Clap your hands one more time. Lord, you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Tell me the rest of the story. Amen. How many of you have ever read a book? About 75%. How many of you only read the books because you were made to read them? <laughs> Come on. There you go. Be honest. That's all right. Amen. Nobody wants to answer to that one. I got to tell you, growing up, I was not an avid reader. I didn't want to take the time to sit down and read. Some people uh, really like to read, and, and I don't really understand those people. It's okay to laugh. Amen. I got a couple daughters that love to read, uh, Kaylin and Ashlyn, and I'll go in their rooms on their day off, days off, and they'll be reading. And I'll say, what are you doing? I'm reading. Why? <laughs> right? Let's go out in the yard and, and play a game or, or do something active. Amen. But some people enjoy reading. Reading is a way to exercise the mind. Amen. How many know that when God decided to put his will in the earth, he gave it to us in written form? Amen. By reading, we can go places that we can't go maybe normally, but reading will take us places in our minds. How many have ever been reading a, a good book or a story, and it's like you step out of where you're at, and you actually step into the moments that they're telling you about? Some writers are so descriptive in their narrative that you actually feel like you're in the story, like that you're a spectator standing by and watching watching from the sideline. Uh, it wasn't till I got the Holy Ghost that I really started to enjoy reading. Amen. And when I pick up the Bible now, it's like I can step into the story and the Lord begins to open up the stories of the word of the Lord to us. How many know that those stories have lessons, life lessons that God wants to show us, spiritual lessons, places in the spirit that God wants to show us. We access that through the word of the Lord. How many know that the word of God is anointed? Amen. It's spirit. Jesus said the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. The word of God, when you read it, it actually has life wrapped up on the inside of it. Amen. When it enters, it's not like a normal novel or a book or narrative. It has spiritual power. Amen. It is anointed by the spirit of God. The spirit of God wrote the book. Therefore, when you read the book, you access the spirit of 
of God through the book. Amen. And how many know that we need more than just living right? We need the spirit of God. We need to access God's spirit through his word. Amen. The word of God has healing wrapped up in it. Amen. Uh, the stories of the Bible, sometimes to me, they are so real. And some of the stories, it's like he's talking about me. Amen. How many have ever experienced that? Amen. When you read the story, you think, man, that guy is exactly where I'm at right now. Amen. That guy is in a position that I've been in before in my life. Amen. I can, uh, I can uh, um, what's the word? I can relate to what the story is saying because I know what it is to be in the position that the guy's in. This story in the book of Luke speaks to me specifically. It speaks to my life. I know what it, I know what it is to be uh, lost. Amen. I know what it is to be hurting. I know what it is to feel like I've been stripped of everything of value. Come on. I know what it is to be hurt and to be left and to feel like there's no place to go and to feel like I have no future. Come on. How many have ever felt like that? Amen. That the circumstance that you're in right now is beyond being healed from. Amen. That what I'm experiencing right now is past the point of where I could ever get past it. Amen. I'm hurt to the place where I can never recover. I've experienced something in my life that has devastated me, that has hurt me, that has set me back and left me in a position that I never thought I would be in and I don't have the strength to pick myself up. I don't know where to go from here. Am I preaching to anybody in the house today? I don't know where to go. I don't know who to look to. Amen. I find myself in a dark place. Amen. I find myself in a position where I, I can't move forward. I can't pick myself up. I can't heal myself. I don't know where to go from here. I'm left to the mercy of my circumstance. Come on. Without, without any help at all, I'm going to lay here and die. I mean, how many know the guy was half dead? Amen. He had reached a point in his life where something had happened where it, it had become the biggest setback of his life. Amen. Sometimes the biggest setbacks are not setbacks. They're setups. Amen. Sometimes trouble is not trouble. It's transition. Amen. It's going from one place to another. Amen. It's going from, how many know when Joseph was betrayed by his brothers? Come on. How many know he had a dream? He was going to be exalted above his brother and his brother and their sheaves were going to bow down to him. He was going to be lifted up above them. That means he was going to be in a position of authority. At some point in his life, God had given him a dream that he's going to be exalted. He's going to be in a place of authority and his brothers, his whole family were going to be looking to him for support. Come on, looking to him for help. And he began to voice the dream to his brothers. Man, you ought to hear the dream I had. All you were bowing down to me. Excuse me? His brothers got mad. They began to hate Joseph. 
Amen. How many know sometimes when the favor of the Lord is upon your life, people will dislike you because of the favor of God that's on you. But don't let that bother you. Amen. When the hand of the Lord is upon your life, no matter, they may try to destroy you, they may try to come against you, but they can't do anything to you that God doesn't allow. Amen. They, they, they betrayed him. They stabbed him in the back. They, they, they stripped him of his coat of many colors, his coat of favor, his coat of definition, the coat that defined him and who he was and threw him in a pit. No doubt Joseph's like, man, what do I do to deserve this? Amen. They drew him out of the pit, sold him to uh, a wagon train going to, the, to, to Egypt, sold him into slavery. In one day, he went from being the favorite to being in a place, come on, held captive, going somewhere he didn't want to go, doing something he didn't want to do, stripped of his coat, naked, amen, wounded, uh, not understanding why his brothers would betray him, not understanding the path or turn that his life had taken, but that turn in his life was not just trouble, amen. It seemed like trouble in the moment, but it was the vehicle that God used to take him to the place where God was going to exalt him and lift him up so he could be there to save his family. Amen. Sometimes we look, we can't look beyond our circumstance. We can't look beyond our situations. We look around us and all we see is darkness and trouble. We can't see where God has taken us. We can't see how God is in this. But understand today, when you put it in God's hands, he will handle it. When you put it in his hands, he'll work it for your good. How many know he told his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God, you meant it to destroy me, but God turned it around for good. Amen. How many know the Bible says that all things work together for the good, for those who love God and who are the called according to his purpose? What does that mean? Are all things from God? No. Are all circumstances from God? No. But God is able when you place it in his hand to take your circumstance and mold it when it comes out at the end. It is everything that you needed. It was exactly what you needed to get you where God wanted you to be. And without it, you would have been lost. Amen. No doubt this guy's laying there on the road to Jericho and he's he's bleeding, he's naked. He's without strength. He can't get up. No doubt he's thinking if if you could just get in his mind for a moment and try to think what he was thinking. How what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Amen. How am I going to get up? How am I going to move forward? I want to tell you today, I didn't know who was going to be here today. Amen. God gave me this word this week. I didn't know who was going to be here, but it's a word for somebody in this house. God knows where you're at. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows what you're struggling with. Come on, somebody. He declares the ending from the beginning. He's not surprised by circumstances. He's not surprised by, by actions of others. He's not surprised by death. Come on, he's not surprised by darkness. He's not surprised by anything that we go through. Somebody say amen. 
One scripture says that darkness is even light to him. That means that darkness can't blind the eyes of God. That he sees through our darkness. Amen. He can look in the darkness, darkness that would block our sight or our ability to see where we're at or what we need to do. God can look through those troubles and those circumstances and give us the answers in the midst of our darkness. Somebody say amen. This guy is in the worst condition of his life. Amen. He's at the climax. You know, the climax is the, the point in a story where it's the highest tension. It's the highest amount of drama. Come on, it's the highest amount of damage. It, it all builds up to this place. Come on, it's at this place where they call it a turning point. Amen. It builds up to the place where it can't get any worse. He's brought to a place in his life where he never thought he would be. He don't know where he's going to go from here. He don't know what he's going to do. Come on. And how many know that the people that were sent to minister to him didn't minister to him? How many know the priest came by? Crossed by on the other side of the road? The Levite came by. Some people may not know what the priest is or the Levite. The priest is the one who was, who was uh, responsible for offering uh, uh, sacrifices in the temple. They were uh, um, responsible for, for organizing the temple, operating in the temple, ministering for the people before God. Amen. They were, they were the go-between. How many know that Jesus is the high priest now? Amen. They were the go-between. They were the ones that stood in the gap. They were the ones that offered the sacrifices. They're the ones that went in before the presence of the Lord on behalf of the people. Amen. They were covered in the robe. They were anointed with the oil. Come on, somebody. They were to go before God for the people. They were a go-between. Amen. And this go-between, this guy that was supposed to be standing in the gap, crossed by on the other side. When he saw the damage, when he saw the bleeding, when he saw the nakedness, I don't know what it was, but that deterred him. Maybe it was the effort that was going to take to get this guy back on his feet. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, some, maybe he didn't want to look on the negative because he didn't want to bring himself down. Sometimes we don't want to involve ourselves in somebody else's negative circumstances because it's going to ruin our vibe. I thought I'd get a hand clap right there. I remember back some years ago, this has been some years ago, um, my, my brother-in-law Shane, his, his, uh, his sister passed away. And uh, uh, Shane was devastated uh, by this, as any of us would be. And uh, I remember, I, I love Shane. Him and I were, were great friends, and, and uh, I couldn't go to the calling hours couldn't go to the, to the funeral. And I remember Shane saying to Stephanie, my sister, I thought Josh would be here. And, and when she told me that, I, I go back in my feelings now. I apologize, Shane, if you watch this. Um, I should have been there for you. But I was more worried about myself and not being able to handle 
seeing him go through what he was going through. Come on, somebody. How many know that's where the priest was at? Amen. Out of sight, out of mind. If it's not in front of me, I don't have to think about it. Come on. If, I'm, if I don't have the knowledge of it, then I don't have to bother myself with it. Amen. And so he put blinders on and went across to the other side of the road and avoided him. And then the Levite came by. The Levite was the one responsible for the laws, making sure the people were following the laws and, and doing everything right in the temple. He, he, was, uh, he was in the lineage of the priesthood. Amen. How many know that the priest came through uh, the tribe of Levi? He came by and he looked on the situation and crossed by on the other side. And when I read that this week, I'd never seen this before. I think he knew him. He doesn't give us details in the story. Some things are just left to our, to the spirit of the Lord working with us. He went over, maybe I recognize this guy, right? Went over and looked on him. He was coming from Jerusalem. Amen. How many know that's where they were coming from? They were on the same road that he was on. They saw, he went over and looked on him and no doubt thought, you know what? I told him not to come this way. Huh? I told him not to do that. I told him not to go there. <laughs> if he would have just listened... He wouldn't have ended up where he's at. You've ever said that? If they, if they would just listen to counsel, they wouldn't be where they're at. If they just listen to the word of the Lord, they wouldn't be experiencing what they're experiencing. And because he recognized him, I believe he recognized him. I believe that he uh, recognized him and knew him and saw him, went and looked on him and crossed by on the other side because his compassion ended with giving him right counsel or right direction. But how many knows that's not where the love of God ends. The love of God doesn't end with counsel and direction. It reaches for you even when you made the wrong decision and you knew it was wrong but you did it anyway his love and his mercy is beyond your bad decisions amen somebody needs to hear that amen it's beyond your choices you didn't think it was going to lead to this. You didn't think you were going to end up there. You didn't think it was going to come all the way to this point. You didn't think traveling that road was going to leave you empty the way that you are and hurting and naked. You didn't think it was going to happen even though they told you it was, even though they preached it to you, even though you heard it. You, you still went and did what you were told not to do and you find yourself in a place now that you can't get up from. But there was a certain Samaritan that understood where you were at, went where you were at, and gave you what you needed. I want to tell you today that God's mercy has not ended. It hasn't run out. You're not beyond his reach. You're not beyond his healing power. Your damage is not beyond what he can fix. Come on, the purpose is greater than the damage, and your life is not over. Amen. Tell me the rest of the story. Somebody say it. Your life is not over. Amen. It's come to this point, but it's not over. 
Come on, this guy had gotten to this point and maybe he thought his life was over. Maybe he, he thought he was going to die. Maybe he thought he was never going to get past this. He thought he was never going to be healed from it. He was stuck in the circumstance and not able to see the rest of the story. Amen. He's gotten to the place of his, his ultimate hurt, his ultimate despair. He's at a turning point in his life. And I want to tell you right now that sometimes God will wait till you're at the turning point before he will intervene. He'll wait till you're at a place when you, he knows that you'll allow him to help before he'll reach for you. I'm preaching to somebody right now. He'll know. He knows when to reach and when to come to you. He is attracted to our pain. This is a revelation I got this week that I'd never gotten before. He's attracted to our pain. He's drawn to our pain. The people around us are repelled by our pain. Hey, how many know what I'm talking about? The priest and the Levite, Levite saw the pain, and it was like pushing away. Hold on a minute. It's because... They've never experienced the healing power of God. And if you've ever been hurting and been healed, come on, you understand mercy and compassion. But if you've never been hurt or wounded or healed, you don't understand. Have you ever took two magnets and held, how many know they have two different sides, a positive and a negative side? And if you take the same side, And you try to push it together, you can't force it together. Because there's a force there that's greater than your ability to put it together. It's repelling each other. It's pushing it away. Amen. Because when somebody's going through something and you've never been healed and you're hurting on the inside yourself, you, you, you do repel from those people because you don't want to be confronted with what you're going through. Come on. You don't want to be confronted with your own pain or your own struggle. Some of us, the reason why we can't help other people is because we've not allowed God to heal us. Amen. We've not allowed God to get down on the inside of us and really do work on us. And seeing other people hurt is a reminder of what we feel on the inside of us. And it repels us. The reason why hurting people cause us to step away is because we know what they're feeling. We don't want to feel what they're feeling. We know what it is to be hurting. But we still have that hurt. We've never been healed. But somebody that has been hurt and been healed knows what it is to be healed. And they're drawn to that pain because they know what the healer, come on somebody, they know what it is to be made whole again. Amen. That's why the word says that we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Let me explain that. That's a double negative. That means we have a high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Amen. That some people picture God as being in a position where he cannot be reached. 
Come on, where he cannot be touched or he cannot be accessed. He's not sitting on a throne somewhere that's beyond our reach or capability to get to him. We have a high priest who can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Why? Because he was tempted in all points like we are yet without sin. He went through the hurt. He went through the cross. He went through the damage. Come on, somebody. He endured that for us. He knows what it feels like to be in pain. He knows what it feels like to be betrayed. He knows what it feels like to suffer. And because he does, he's drawn to us. We have a high priest which can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities, our weaknesses, our struggles, our pain. Amen. It is our pain that draws him to us. Amen. That's a powerful word. It's, it's we don't want to go through struggles. We don't want to go through trouble. We think life should life should be full of rainbows and flowers and unicorns. Yeah. Let me just tell you this morning, that's make believe. That's a fairy tale. God is not a fairy tale. God is not something that is beyond our reach. Amen. He loved us so much for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For Jesus came not into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He didn't come to... God came to the earth because he knew where we were at and what we needed. He's not repelled by the fact that you're struggling or what you're going through, but he's drawn to you in this moment because you've reached a point in your life where he can heal you, where he can give you what he has, where he can touch you with the feeling of your infirmities. It was because of this situation that positioned this guy to receive from the Lord. Amen. Somebody's having fun. They're getting in trouble. He was in a position where he needed the Lord. Now he was capable of receiving what the Lord had for him. When everything's going the way that we want it to go in our world, we really don't have any need for the Lord. Amen. When everything's right, we feel good. Have the relationships that we want. We have the job that we want. Um, our, my kids aren't acting a fool. Yeah, no, right. In those moments, you're like, "I got this, Lord. I, I, I'm good." Right? We go where we want to go. 
We do what we want to do. We act the way that we want to act. Amen. But I want to tell you, it's not long before that mindset takes you on a path that's going to leave you wounded because the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. And if you're on the path where the thieves dwell, the thief is going to have a heyday with your life. Come on. You can't be on the path to Jericho and not get in the path of some thieves. Amen. How many know the thieves sneak up on you? They don't let you know they're coming. They wait till you least expect it. And then they sneak in and steal everything of value in your life. Amen. And leave you without anything. But sometimes we have to get down to nothing before our hearts will be open to what God wants to do in our lives. And I believe somebody is there right now. It's the turning point. And I want to tell you it's not the end of the story. The story's not over. The life's not over. The situation's not over. When God steps in, he's going to work all things out for the good. He's going to change it for your betterment. He's going to bring healing to your life. Your life's not over because of a circumstance or a situation. It is just beginning because the Samaritan is here. Somebody say, tell me the rest of the story. Amen. Stand to your feet right now and say, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Don't look at your family and think it's over. Don't look at your friends and think it's over. Don't look at your children and think it's over. They just haven't got to the place, to the turning point. They haven't got to the place where they will be open to what God wants to do. Just keep holding on to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. He's going to work all things out for the good reach for him right now in the name of Jesus. Every person in the building begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, my heart is open to you, Lord. My heart is open to you. In the name of Jesus, You're not dead. You might feel death. You might feel it settling on your mind. There might be a darkness or a shadow that has overshadowed you. But you're not dead. There's loss. This life brings loss. We've all experienced it. Great loss. But just because you're in a position right now of loss doesn't make you dead. If you were dead and past help, God would not have told me to preach this today. I looked at this and I said, that's the same scripture I used last week. I can't do that. And so all week long, I, I, I looked for this and uh, felt for this. I'll write down notes in my phone and go through my phone and things that the Lord has showed me. And I pull it up and I didn't feel the Lord in any of it. I'm like, well, I guess it's the Good Samaritan. Again. I mean, no, God knows what he's doing. This is his church. 
You're his people. The sheep of his pasture. And I believe the Lord looked down this morning and said, you know what, there's some people that needs healing. They think their life's over. But it's just beginning. They think there's no place to go from here. But they haven't involved me yet. Because I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Everything in your life has brought you to this point. Today, I believe that's what the psalmist was saying when he said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. This is the point that he has brought you to. Not for evil. Not for judgment but for mercy. Somebody say for mercy. Because in that passage of Scripture, Hebrew 4, when he talks about Jesus being the high priest, and he says, we have not a high priest which cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities, but he was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. The very next Scripture says, let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. Come on, somebody, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help when in the time of need. God's not in the, in the uh, uh, profession of giving people something they don't need. But there's what, what you do need today is here, and it's the Lord. And when we involve him in our circumstance, he'll pour in the oil and the wine. He'll bind up your wounds. He'll take you to a safe place. He'll make provision for your future, provision for your total and complete healing. And he'll make you a witness of his power. And he looked at his disciples and he said, go and do thou likewise. Have you ever wondered what happened to the Good Samaritan? Or the, not the Good Samaritan, but the, the guy that was healed? Have you ever wondered? Because the Lord don't tell you what happened to him beyond the point where he made provision for his future. What happened to him? He's standing right here. He's sitting in the pews. Amen. It's me, and it's you. Amen. God's here for you today. He's brought you to this point in your life 
Your heart is open to what he wants to do. Now you just got to take a step towards him. Amen. Lift your hands. Come on, this altar is open. If you want to find your way down to this altar, we'll pray with you. Find a place to pray in this house. There's healing available for you. There's light available for you. Come on, there's remedy for your problems. There's remedy for your troubles. God has not brought you to this point to leave you or let you be forsaken or be destroyed. He's brought these, that you've come to this point. It's a turning point in your life. And now he's intervening. He sent you a word and said, tell me the rest of the story. How many know that Jesus didn't stay in the tomb? Jesus didn't stay in the tomb. He was in the tomb for three days. And then he rose for in victory. He rose in victory over all the death, hell, and the grave. He didn't stay in the tomb. Yeah, it was dark for a moment. But there was an ultimate victory that he had to win. I want to tell you, there's resurrection for you today. There's healing for you today. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.